Hello, and welcome to the Carnal Talk podcast, the sultry haven where we delve into the intimate and sensual tales of everyday women. On this podcast, we embark on a journey to explore the diverse landscapes of female sensuality. Some of our guests may choose to share their experiences anonymously, and others may prefer to step into the spotlight to promote themselves. But one thing will remain a constant the genuine and candid conversations about their sex lives. Carnal Talk Radio is not your typical show. It's a podcast where we celebrate the stories that often go untold. From the early sparks of desire to the intricacies of personal development, we uncover the layers that make each woman's sensual journey unique. I am your host, Nellie. I know, I know, some of you may know me as Khan from the Porn Director Podcast, but OnlyFans, YouTube, and other platforms kicked us off, and I had to recreate all new social media. So rather than getting the whole crew back together, I want you guys to think of this as my solo career. For those of you who are not familiar with the Porn Director Podcast, please visit our webpage, carnaltalk.com and read my bio for more information. Don't forget to follow our social medias, Instagram and TikTok, at Carnal Talk Podcast, X otherwise known as Twitter, Carnal Talk Pod. And did you know, I have an OnlyFans. That's right, Nelly has an OnlyFans where I work with some pretty big name girls like Kazumi, Adriana Chechik, and Luna Lovely. So follow me there. Nelly has big loads on OnlyFans. A petite redhead hailing from the sunny shores of San Diego, Ashley Graham's sexual journey began with self-exploration, a curious spirit, and of course, a showerhead. Like many, Ashley's first sexual encounter was marked by the awkwardness of adolescence and some bullying. Navigating love in the adult industry has proven challenging. Ashley faced the heartbreaking reality of losing three relationships due to her career choice. Ashley's story is one of growth, self-acceptance, and perseverance in the face of societal norms. Ashley took control of her career narrative by writing, directing, and starring in a scene that with time became a great source of regret. Listen as she gives us the pros and cons of her career. Oh, and I still don't know what a TikTok battle is. I also want to apologize. Ashley was using Bluetooth headphones that were cutting in and out a lot. So, lesson learned future guests will not be using Bluetooth headphones. This is Nelly from the Carnal Talk podcast, and let's bring Ashley on the show. Ashley Graham, welcome to the Carnal Talk podcast. Thank you for having me. All right. So the, since this is an audio podcast, and I know this is a terrible thing to do, but can you describe yourself to my fans? Um. Okay. So right now, technically I dyed my hair purple, but it didn't take. So I have like brown hair right now and uh, I'm all natural and I have blue eyes and I'm 5'2 and I'm kind of tiny. Um, I don't know. What else is there to know about me? Age, body type? 34. Body type would be like petite, but with really big boobs. Hey, that's not a bad thing to have. I know, and I grew them all by myself. And you are in the adult industry, correct? Correct. And you go by Ashley Graham, and you have OnlyFans. You have two OnlyFans. Explain to me the differences between the two OnlyFans. So one of them is free. You get not you get more teaser content than anything on that one. Um and then you can pay, like, so you can pick which ones you want rather than paying a 
monthly fee, which I believe is kind of weird, but some people like it better that way because they don't want to pay the monthly fee. They just want to pick and choose what they want. So basically, one is a smorgasbord of content that you pay a monthly fee for. You get one video and one photo set a week. And the other one would be like you get a teaser and you can pick and choose which one you want. All right. So one is run as a video on demand and the others run kind of like a web page subscription fee. Correct. Okay, cool. Which one is which? Because I have the so Ash. The Ash Graham is the free one. Okay. The Ash Graham is free. Then Ashley Graham, Graham. is VIP. So I also answer my messages quicker if you're a subscriber and on that one. The paid okay. one I get to quicker than everything else just because I know that I'm going to be making money there. The other ones, you basically are paying to play the whole entire time. Okay, so Ashley is with two E's. It's A-S-H-L-E-E. -E. It doesn't use a Y. Uh, so go follow her on OnlyFans. She's also on TikTok at TikTok, TikTok <laughs> the Ash Graham. Instagram Correct. is the Ash Graham. Twitter, the Ash Graham. Facebook, the Ash Graham, and that's G-R-A-H-A-M. And then you have AshleyGraham.com. What's on your website? So if you go there, it takes you to all the websites that I am on, a little bit of clips for sale, a little bit of all the websites I just mentioned. It links to my Snapchat, which is free, that Snapchat. But the problem is, is that I don't know why. Half the people say they get through and half the people say they don't. And to be quite frank, I don't like Snapchat. Hmm. I'm old-fashioned. I see some of your snaps every now and then. Not a lot, though. Yeah, I'm very confused as to how the whole thing works. I'm <laughs> sorry. So where's the best place to follow you, in your opinion, on which uh, social media? I would follow me right now on TikTok. I seem to like TikTok. I do live shows probably once a day. If not, I'm probably hanging out on there live. Um, I do a lot of videos. I get back to you. as many messages as I can. I am currently, I apologize to everyone if I don't message you back this week. I'm currently banned from messaging people. How does one get banned from messaging people? I didn't know it was possible, but I apparently sent out too many messages in a 24-hour period. Oh, so they thought you were spamming when you were probably just talking to people. I was spamming. Oh, okay. They Promoting. have these things called battles, and there's a huge battle tonight, and it's the round two out of three, and if I make it and I win round three, I get like uh, $1,500 and all this stuff. We dress up like Hollywood icons and battle each other. Yeah, I might have accidentally spammed like everyone on my follow list. So what is a battle? I have no idea what a, a TikTok battle is. Can you explain it to me? <laughs> so TikTok has these things where two creators come together and you can do, they call it boxes is one thing where everyone can get in someone's box. Yes, I said it that way for a reason. And you can all have like a group chat or you can do one versus one. And then at that point, you both get a timer set for three to five minutes and your viewers send gifts and likes. So they can either tap the screen and you get three points one time or they can send you gifts like roses all the way up to, I want to say galaxies and lions. And it's just an array of different weird gifts that wow, you can okay. give each other. I'm way too I'm way too way. old because I don't get any of this. All right. So you battle. It's just basically a battle of who can get more gifts than the yeah. other person. Okay. Yeah. And then the gifts come out to money. So like if it's a rose, it's one coin, which translates roughly to a penny for the creator. Okay. So there's some people who like, I don't know, they were making like a million coins a day, which I have not gotten to that point yet. But I've definitely ranked a couple times, which is cool. But yeah, a lot of it's live stuff. Um, I know that it used to be a lot of creator-based video content. And it doesn't seem to be that anymore. So I just hang out there and talk to people. That's cool. That's being a creator, though. Yeah. All I right. mean, there's a lot of rules on there compared to the other ones. But we've been trying to skirt around them lately. But I found a very weird fetish community there on accident. And so I've been having a fun time. Well, how is that on accident when you're known for fetish Work. Well, I was just perusing around and me and this guy I kicked off conversation because I'm a nerd about his 3D printers and um, my MySpace days and all this other stuff. And we ended up becoming really good friends. And now, like, unbeknownst to me, his best friend makes paddles. That's interesting. That's a <laughs> serendipitous, huh? Yeah, I was like, so what are you? Are you making paddles? We're like live. And I'm like, you are making paddles. So he makes like these wooden paddles that he 
like I don't know what it's called, but he like makes these little like rivers and canals inside of the wooden paddles, and then he, he puts, puts lacquer. He puts grooves in them. That's what it is, and yeah. then he puts lacquer in them, so they look like they have little veins of color coming through them. That sounds pretty cool. You can give him a shout out now if you want to give him some props. Um, let me see what his. I know his name's Adam, but I know this. Let me find his TikTok. All right, you got to find out the company he works for while you're doing that. Well, he works for himself. Right. Well, I'm sure he has a company. I'm sure he does. Okay, so while while you're doing that, um, to give people a better visual, uh, do people tell you you look like a celebrity or anything? I get so lately. My one thing has been Pensatucky or Lindsay Lohan. Ah, I can see a little Lindsay Lohan there, but I don't know who the other person is. Uh, it's the girl from Orange is the New Black. Orange. Man. Okay. And then what do you think is your best physical attribute? Um, or, my or eyeballs. Your eyeballs. So I, I better yet, just, what do you get the most compliments on? My eyes or my smile. Um, it depends on who it is. Sometimes my boobs. Okay. Did you find the uh, the paddle I guy did. yet? All right, you want to so go I do the... not know if he has a website, guys, but his TikTok is Adam period D E E, or you can find him on Snapchat and it's Herman, like Herman the Munsters, 2389. All right, go see him, buy some paddles if uh, you like spanking people or like to be spanked. They're pretty cool. All right. All right, back to you. So, where did you grow up? I grew up in San Diego. Just San Diego, no specific area? I grew up in Oceanside, so I grew uh, up like right in between Orange County and San Diego. Uh-huh. And typical SoCal raising on the beach a lot. Did you surf or any of that stuff? I did not surf, so I grew up a little bit inland. So I grew up in distant Oceanside, and Oceanside is obviously by the beach, but we also have a lot of rednecks and a lot of people because Camp Pendleton's right here. So I spent a lot of time in the desert and a lot of time with horses and then at the beach. But I tried to learn surfing and no one had the patience to teach me. You had you should have gone to uh, San Onofre because it's super easy to learn to surf there. Oh, really? Yeah. There's I'll a break. Check that out. There's a break there called Old Man's and it's all old men on longboards. And they're just out there partying and drinking while they surf. What? That sounds like my kind of place. Exactly. That's what I'm telling you about it. Maybe I'll take you because I'm an old man now. You are an old man now. When did that happen? I know you see all this gray hair. Unbelievable. That's what you get for getting old. Exactly. I should have stopped. When did okay. you first become aware of sex? Not necessarily what it was, but you were doing something sexual or you were having sexual thoughts. You might not have known what it was or what was your kind of... Uh my mom was a nurse practitioner and this is really funny and she was in school to get her nursing degree at the time and there are photos of me that I found because both my parents are now deceased but my dad rest in peace I'm sure my mom's loving it up there um there are photos of me when I'm like six years old handing out condoms that's interesting yeah so All I right. figured that out fairly quickly and then I found I want to see like probably 10 or so the the shower head Really? The shower head. Yeah. And then my mom walked in on me. And yeah, then I just put it away and out of my mind for it's very embarrassing to have your parents walking on me. So you're 10 years old, you discover the shower head. Is it just feeling nice or are you actually achieving orgasm? It just feels nice at this point. So it probably wasn't even sexual. It was just like, oh, this feels nice and it's relaxing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. When when did when and how did you have your first orgasm? Oh, God, I don't even, I'm trying to think now. I'm like, um, definitely wasn't with the first boyfriend. I had sex with him, and then I broke up with him like three days later. Um, let's see. So you somewhere in high school. Like, it had to be the end of, the end of high school. But you discovered the showerhead at a very young age. Did you continue to use it as you got older? Yeah. And that, yeah. And that eventually taught you, were you coming well, with found, the Yeah, then I found the back massager, and you know. Yeah. And you were eventually coming solo, right? Yeah. All right. So you were doing the more than likely your first orgasm was with the shower head, right? Correct. Okay. Okay. Just got, got that. And was that like a habit you did every shower or 
mm-hmm. would you get in the mood and go like, oh, I'm going to go use the shower head? Probably not every shower. Just, um, to- just sporadically. Mm-hmm. And what was the first time you had an orgasm with someone else and how was it? So that was like near the end of high school and I squirted and got really embarrassed and they made fun of me. Who is they? Uh, well, he went off and told all of his friends because clearly you saw all of your friends when something like this happened. And you're, were you scarred? I mean, yeah, kind of. I mean, they make it sound really bad when, especially when you're in high school and they're like, well, you know, she just, she beat all over me. And you're like, well, it's not really exactly what happened. And I'm pretty sure that's not what I meant to do. And the kids I grew up with, it's a small town. I think everyone thinks California is like in these big, big towns and they're not all the time. Like we had two high schools. You either went to that high school or that high school or you went to the bad kids high school. Yeah. The, I went to bad kids high school. Southern California is just a bunch of suburbs. It's not mm-hmm. like a big city. Even from LA, well, Santa Barbara all the way down to San Diego, it is all just one suburb after another suburb after another suburb. And they're not like large cities. So I completely get it. Uh, so two high schools. So the first time you achieved orgasm with someone else, it was a guy and you squirted. And it turned into a bad experience because you were embarrassed yeah. by it. I was embarrassed by it. So then I never did it again, which made things really hard because you have to think really hard if you're an actual squirter about not squirting. Interesting. That you have to make a conscious effort. Did you have to stop orgasming because you were worried you were going to squirt? I would just stop and just turn it off. And I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. Like, that's just that. We're done. So you wouldn't orgasm? No. Even if you felt it building up, you would stop it. There was anything quite I like doing like uh, the forced bondage scenes all the time because I don't have to think about anything. My brain will shut off. Now it's like a habit. Sometimes I still catch myself. I'm like, you're totally fine. Just stop thinking about it. Right. So you're subconscious about your orgasms. That's crazy. It's funny because it's like quiet. Like this was like. 17 years ago and I'm 34 now and you think you'd get over it but you don't like that whole entire like mental block of like and this was really embarrassing and they made fun of me and they freaked out like it still freaks me out I'm gonna have a story that I can relate to you believe it or not okay yeah okay when I first moved to LA and, and moved up to Hollywood um I was not doing very well with the women whatsoever and my good friend the women yeah. The, my good friend worked in the kitchen at the palace, the nightclub, if you remember that spot. Yeah. It's still there, actually. AVN's done some parties there. But this is like mid-late 90s. And okay. my, my friend was like, hey, one of the waitresses thinks you're really cute. I should introduce you. So I go down and I meet her and she's pretty cute. And uh, she's like, we should hang out sometime. And I'm like, all right. So we go to hang out and we like go to dinner and she's like, are you going to take me to your apartment? I'm like, yeah, okay. So go back to my apartment and we're having sex. And back then I could have sex forever. And I just like loved fucking forever and ever. So we're having sex for like two or three hours. Um, And then at the end of it, I pull out and I nut all over her tummy and her titties. And it's like a really big orgasm because I was edging the whole time we were having sex. And if I edge, I'll have a really large orgasm. And so I like just come all over her. And she's just like, whoa, that was fucking insane. That was amazing. She's like, do you always come like that? I'm like, yeah, kind of a lot. And that's why my OnlyFans is Nelly has big loads, by the way, because I have big loads. I didn't even know what it was. I'm like, I died learned something new today. Yeah. So anyway, we finish up whatever. And then like two days later, um, I go to the palace where she's working and I see her and I'm like, hey. And she's like, hey, it's so good to see you. She's like, oh my God, you got to meet my friends. So she brings all the other waitresses around and she's like, <laughs> hey, I want you guys to meet Nellie. And one of them goes, oh, is that 
is that epileptic boy? And I was like, what? And they all started laughing. Oh, I, no. I didn't understand. But apparently when I come, I have very large convulsions and I shoot all over the place and I shake after I come. And I still do it to this day. I will literally shake. I'll get goosebumps. I'll come a lot. And like, I like kind of lose control of my thrusting ability, if that makes sense. So for like three years of my life, I was epileptic boy. Every time I saw this group of friends, they'd be like, hey, what's up, epileptic boy? Aww. So you and I can bond over our embarrassing <laughs> orgasms. And I was super, super um, insecure and self-conscious about my orgasms. And sometimes I wouldn't come with girls for like the first two or three times I had sex with them. And they'd be like, why don't you come? And I'd be like, well, to be honest with you, I kind of like come really hard and it, like it freaks girls out. And once I got used to it, before I would come and I'd be sleeping with a new girl, I'd just let her know and be like, hey, I'm going to come in the next like five to 10 minutes. Don't be surprised if it's intense. I'm fine. I'll have a little bit of problems talking for about 35 to 45 seconds after I come. Everything's fine. Don't be weirded out. Because I had girls just be like, whoa, are you okay? Oh, my God. So anyway, that's well, why they- see, I didn't have that problem. But, you know, I'm like, I had the whole entire like, yeah. Yeah, but that sucks. I mean, because we want to enjoy our orgasms. And like, we should find, like, now I find women who enjoy my very large orgasms. And I'm sure you find men who enjoy your squirt. Yeah, it makes complete sense now. I'm like, okay, whatever. Like, if they don't, like, I mean, I found some weird ones. I've definitely come across, like, this year has been, like, the year of the weird people that I hooked up with. Like, I'm just like, I didn't, the, the only thing is, it's like, it's only been, like, three people in the last, like, year and a half. And I'm like, why are you, right? Why? Is there, like, is something written on my head that says, hey, if you're into really weird, kinky stuff, you should go? It's probably more your choice than theirs. Oh, no. <laughs> And I had so so I gotta tell you this one because you're gonna laugh out of this one. I had someone tell me that they wanted to wear blood like it was war paint. Wait, they wanted to wear period what? blood after having sex with someone and put it all over their face like war paint. And I was like, Yeah, you just totally surpassed where I would go. Hmm. I mean that wouldn't bother me, but it wouldn't do anything for me. No, it didn't do anything for me. <laughs> I was like, okay. Huh, At least people know now. I feel like people like over the past, like, I don't know, whatever happened, someone, at some point, everyone's like, all right, well, this is what I meant to, and I'm just going to lay it out there. Yes, I, I've had that <laughs> experience myself. It took me a while to come to terms with my sexuality. A while, unless, like, you're, like, like, I also know that I'm probably way more vanilla than most of my regular friends, and I, I realize that when they tell me their stories, and I get embarrassed, and I turn bright red, which I find really funny because I've probably got like I've done like way worse things on camera than any of them, and I'm like, ah, and I've done it on camera, but like we'll be sitting in the office or something, just having conversations, drinking, and all of a sudden they start telling me their stories, and I'm like, I don't want to say anything. This is like really, like really, guys. You don't want to say anything because of everything you've I'm done? Like, yeah, and I'm so shy about everything. Like, I'm still very shy. It's really funny. Like, I've kept part of that whole entire, like, part of me. Like, I'm still super shy. I don't like talking about I don't know if it's because my family was all Southern and I was raised. Like, you don't talk about me. You don't kiss and tell. Like, and all that stuff. But I'm, like, really shy. I'm, like, really private about it all. And then I don't know where, like, someone says everything. And I'm, like, I no one knew that about me until you just told everyone. Thanks, guys. And I'm, like, bright red, like a tomato. And I don't know if it's because they enjoy seeing me turn bright red or what it is. Maybe I'm adorable. But I'm, like, oh, God, you guys. That's exactly what it is. I know. Uh, all right. So mo moving back to you, your kind of timeline here. Uh, so you started having sex in high school. Uh, were you promiscuous? Were you a little slutty? So I had the first person I hooked up with was my neighbor. He lived like three doors down from me. We dated for like a year and a half and he pulled that whole, you know, that good old line of uh, our relationship going any further unless we take it to the next level. Yeah, he wanted to get laid. 
Well, yeah, he, yeah, well, he shouldn't cheat on me for one, and then had his friends tell me. <laughs> and you but stayed with them. I did, and then I ended up losing my virginity to him, and then I, I, I definitely broke things off with him after that, and dated all of his best friends. But I had this, uh, growing up, I had, they called me in high school, Ashley Slut, which was really funny, because I only slept with, like, four people in high school. Isn't that amazing how that works? And they nicknamed me that, and I was like, why is that my nickname? And to this day, like, when I go out in that town, because it's literally the town over from where I live right now, I go out and I run into that group of friends, and they still call me that. And it is, like, it's not embarrassing when I'm around people anymore, because what I did, I'm just like, you guys, it's really not the way that that name came about. Like, I was, like, the least one, least, promiscuous one, like, all that stuff. Like, everyone in my high school was pregnant by the time we left high school. So what was the nickname they gave you? Ashley Slut. Ashley Slut. Oh, well, I'm sorry to hear that. That's stupid. Hey, I think it could be very odd. Although I will give them this. I would flash my boobs to get stuff in high school. I was definitely that person. Like, Show me your boobs. And I'm like, okay, give me $5. So you were prostituting <laughs> your titties. Yeah, I mean, it came out. It worked out well for me in the end. Yeah. <laughs> you, you invested that and became a millionaire. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> Should have done that. Okay, so what do you think your body count was by the time you left high school? Like maybe six, maybe six. Yeah, so you weren't Ashley slut. No, and I would always pick the same people. It was always like the same. Like there were only two groups of friends really to pick out of my group of friends. So it was always like that person or that person. But by the time I had like gone through my first year of college, I had definitely stolen people's boyfriends. Definitely gotten caught doing it. Did you feel guilty? I mean, I didn't like her anyways. Did she deserve it? I felt really guilty that my friend walked in on me and it was her older brother and she really liked the girlfriend. I felt bad about that. That was about it. She was, they, they, I, I mean, there's one way to explain girls in a small town and stuff and girls in a California small town and it's catty. Like, I think that's just, just normal in every town, no matter what. Women are just catty. Um, so let me get the situation correctly. You had a good friend and you banged her older brother and she found out about it or saw it and was upset because she liked the older brother's girlfriend. Yeah. And I was living with them all at the time. So like she legitimately like walked in on it. Like no one knew. I don't know how no one knew it. It's been going on on and off for like two years. That's pretty hot. So she, he was cheating on his girl with you for like two years. Yeah. And so what, he'd sneak in your room at night? My room or call me or be like, hey, you want to go grab? And I mean, he's like, no one thought anything different of it. It was just Chris and actually hanging out for there. That's hilarious. I didn't see Chris. Oh, he's playing video. Well, when we first started hanging out all the time, he would pay me to play his Final Fantasy video game while he went to school. He had a Final Fantasy addiction. So you'd rank so up his character. Fair. Yep. <laughs> That's hilarious. And you were banging them for like two years. It's pretty common, I feel like, for girls to bang their friends' older brothers. I, I feel like with my ex, that's her first serious uh, relationship was with her best friend's older brother. So I think it's pretty common. I age things for girls. Like, okay. Ooh, he's older. He's two years older yeah. than me. Wow. And then it was, so she had five older brothers. So our other best friend ended up hooking up with her oldest older brother. And I'm always like, it's so funny to me. And then of course they went like three older brothers, her, and then a younger brother. And I'm like, every, the third one, he learned his lesson. He's like, yep, don't touch my little sister's friends. Nope, 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 nope. Like we'd hang out all the time, but that was that. We was but like he my, would, bro my older brother. Did you try to get him to do it? No, actually, for some reason, there was something about him that just made me be like, eh, it's just not a good idea. Hmm, interesting. Okay, so... And when I you have that many boys in one house, what do you think is going to happen? People are going to have sex. At this time, are you still kind of embarrassed about your orgasms? Or have you found that one guy that finally like turns you out and brings the inner slut out in you? So that happened like I moved to the East Coast and then I got engaged and he was a little bit shocking. He should have been more not as 
he was weird. He had a lot of money and came from a really well-to-do family, but he was definitely like, he got, he had a mohawk and all this stuff. And he was definitely more like open and everything about everything. What did he turn you on to? Well, finally it was okay if I squirted. And then like, it was like different things. Like he was okay with public stuff and stuff like that. And like, I think was that was stuff really you were different. into as well? And sometimes here and there, it depends on the time and the place. See, I'm more of a, for being what I do, I'm more of a warrior than I am an exhibitionist. Okay. Um, but he's the one that just kind of made you comfortable with the inner slut. What did he introduce you to that really excited you? Bondage. I think you said bondage. Your audio is cutting out, but I'm pretty sure you said bondage and then agreed with me. Oh, she's nodding her head. Yes. And what did you like about bondage? So you basically, I like the restriction part of it. Like you can't really get away. And that makes it, that took away part of the fact that I was trying to go in my own head and stop myself. So you liked feeling helpless. She said, yeah. So much. You don't have to what so much? So I could stop overthinking every aspect of what was going on. Because you were controlled, you could just let go because nothing was in your control. Uh, you, Since you were no longer in control, you let everything go. So whatever happened, happened, and there was no more pressure. Correct. She said correct. <laughs> so what happened with him? Ah, well, he cheated on me with a girl and I broke into his house and tore her clothes up into little shreds because I'm just as catty as the next girl. And, okay, but, uh, you're, he, but you're a voyeur. Why didn't you just watch those two? I didn't. Well, at the time I had found modeling and he broke up with me because of modeling. What kind of modeling so are you talking about? At that time, I was just naked on the internet. Okay. And he had a problem Did with I, that? You were doing that behind his back? No, I was upfront and honest about it. But people don't realize that when you go into a relationship, you have certain status quos. And if you change those things, the other person has a right to leave you. Hmm. And sign up to be with a girl who his fraternity brothers were going to see on the internet. He also didn't really want to stop me from doing it because he said, I'd, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I'd hold a grudge against him basically later on in life. Mm -hmm. So he, was, he wasn't wrong. He was embarrassed that his friends would see you naked as well. It didn't take them long. No, it never takes anyone long. If you get naked online, it will be found and spread around very quickly. Everyone thinks you can have a stage name. It does not work that way. Well, did you use your... Um, Ashley Graham's stage name in the beginning as well? No, at the time I used the nickname that the fraternity have given, had given me, which is LT Smash. <laughs> and so you- Clearly, you got that reference. What did you start doing? Did you just start camming or what? How did you get involved? So I did art news with my friend Rodney, who I've shot a bunch of stuff with. Um, I wrote him a bunch of times about shooting me and he told me that he had no use for me in his fashion work unless I would get naked. And I called him an asshole in every name in the book. And eventually I wrote him and said, fine, I'll do it. And we've been friends ever since. And who was this for? For portfolio stuff at first. And then I started doing, he got me tear sheets for like some lingerie companies that were in town. So I did a bunch of like catalog work for them. And then eventually I did more art nude stuff and more and more stuff like that. So I did a lot of art stuff in the beginning and then slowly got into fetish and everything else. Like there's a book somewhere in my room because I'm redoing my room right now um, from Tashin called the erotic art photography book. And I'm all over it. You can buy it at Barnes and Nobles, guys. That's cool. Who's it by? Uh, the publisher is called Tashin. So it has a group of different people in it. Mine show up in Aaron Hawks, Colin J. Ray's, um, a lot of photographers who I worked with are in it. I then, I'm still really good friends with a lot of them. So I did a lot of that stuff. 
until finally someone was like, well, you can make money if you get tied up and pretend to struggle. Really? Which so once you're... again led to my next boyfriend breaking up with me. So you went from kind of erotic nudity and fashion into bondage. That's That was your next step. How did you make that step? My best friend was a fetish model and she was tiny and little and she had glitter all over her and she said, you should come with me to this shoot because that's really how she talked. And like an LOL cat. And I was like, okay, so I went. And it was pretty, to me, it's easy and standard. The person had a clips for sale site and we worked with them before. So we drove from DC out to West Virginia and we shot. It turns out I'm really good at struggling and pretending to be a damsel in distress. Go so figure. So you went out there knowing you were going to work. You didn't go to just check it out and see if you wanted to work. Working in D.C. because I was living with my dad at the time. Mm -hmm. And so she came and went. She was living in Kansas. I We met on this crazy website called Model Mayhem, which like barely exists anymore because it went to shit and handbasket but I realized very quickly that if you pretended to be something on the internet and made enough of a stir people would book you just to see if you were that person so I would go on the forums and you know troll around a little bit and like start things and then walk away and then come back and then start more things and then walk away and what kind of things were you starting give some examples oh there was this thing called sf it was the art topic and it was called sf2 and it was kind of like this clicky group that everyone would go into on the forums there and some of them would say risque stuff stuff like that i would just go and be like oh show me your boobies and then run away okay and people would do it well that's <laughs> fun with boob pictures in my email and i was like okay this is okay so you were a shit stirrer. Um, yeah, and then I'd go into the regular forums and start stuff with the new models or like the photographers. I, that's how I met Ken Marcus. That's how I met Holly Randall. Is that website. Yeah, I used to have a model mayhem as well. I might still have it. And the profile might still be up for all I know. I got hit up, hit up, hit it up, that. Hit up by an art nude erotic photographer the other day. He turns out he lives in Temecula. Little does he know about, I don't know, 15 years ago, he shot me. He, apparently the name has changed and I look different and he hit me up to shoot and now he wants to pay my rates and I'm like oh okay well that's good it all worked out then. when you started doing bondage were you doing boy girl scenes or was it just straight bondage at first mine was straight games in distress sex it's just that she gets tied up to run in the back of the car who goes around mine better you know fun of fun of group group and then you know fade fade out Right. The typical so, just no sex. No. When did you jump into doing full on sex? I, so I took my, I'm not the weird girl who took her time. Like I didn't know sure. I, my dad was one of the people who like started computers. Like he worked for NASA and Lockheed and Martin and all that stuff. So like it was ingrained in me from like AOL days. Like that once it's on the internet, actually like it's not you can't get rid of it you can't it's not going to go anywhere the code is still going to be somewhere lingering on the internet so i was very big about the fact that like i didn't want someone to find me naked on the internet doing like sex so i slowly took my time i think like two years later i decided to do girl girl uh my friend todd who does art photography and glamour photography shot alexis texas actually in milwaukee um said that he knew it probably about like six months before i did bondage and he was like dude she's just gonna go on go out there and do it but i wouldn't like fully commit to it so i did girl girl for a while after doing solo so i shot for holly and twisty doing solo and then i did all the bondage stuff and i made a killing it was just a lot of work traveling around the country to clips for sale producers it was a lot of work yeah. and i was starting to get worn out and then someone was like, you can hook up with pretty girls and we'll pay you. It's so I so did that for another two years. And then the last year of me shooting full on, I did boy girl and then I did gangbang and then all that stuff. But I didn't shoot. I've, I've lasted long enough to last like almost a decade without actually doing full on. Boy girl. Yeah, there was no reason for it. Okay, so let's jump back. You started working girl girl stuff. Are you bisexual or were you being gay for pay? I like girl girl. 
I don't want to date girls. We're crazy, and I don't know how you guys do it. Okay, so, but you enjoy sleeping with them. When there's a dude involved. When there's a dude involved, I'm great with it. Then you'd prefer to work with men than women? I mean, I like girls, but I just like when there's a dude involved. You like dick. <laughs> hate to say it, but I do. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Plus, like, it's more fun when there's a dude involved. I don't know. There's just more fun with a bunch of people around. I can relate because I don't like watching porn. I don't watch girl girl porn. It does nothing for me. A couple of times I've tried to watch my own. A, it's me and I don't like watching myself. And B, it's like, I just look so common. Someone's getting electrocuted. It's just, where is the, it's really boring. Yeah, I agree. I do like watching myself have sex though. That's that's how I got into this business. Cause I used to just make my own movies. Like I'd get my girlfriend and make my own movies. And then I'd be like jerking off to it when she wasn't around. And then I slowly started putting stuff on the internet. And then I actually started doing some male talent stuff. Yeah, I was a male talent here and there. Never a big I, name. I did not know that. Yeah. I mean, I know bits and pieces about you, but I don't know everything about you. Just know that I'm really cool. Yeah, I'll stick with that one. Yeah, just stick with that one. What made you go, all right, I'm going to full on do a boy-girl scene? I had shot for pretty much everyone, Trist Youth and all them. Um, and I was getting kind of bored for lack of a better term. I was just bored. Like, and I saw all these girls suddenly getting these browsers contracts. And I was like, well, how much do they pay? Unbeknownst to me, I got like the best deal out of all of them. They don't need to know that. I'm sure you've heard. Um, and it was because I was really comfortable on set with someone who shall not be named because I refused to give said person a shout out. Oh, yeah. Um, and, um, I was comfortable on that set. And so I contacted them once I left that browser set and said, Hey, blah, blah, blah. What could I get if I would, was willing to do a, a, a scene thing with you guys? They gave me a number and I went with it. I mean, I pretty much knew at that point that someone would give me a number that I would agree with. It was just the whole entire number playing game. Like at that point, they were owned by reality. It was the same piece of people as Reality Kings. And reality Kings have been hounding me for like two years to shoot it. Nice. And I hit. How was your first scene? Set it up for me. Tell me how it went down, who it was with, and how you felt about it. Since for, I want to say some boob thing on browsers. Um, and Johnny's nice. He's really funny because he's very quiet. I don't think people realize that, but he's very quiet. Who was who it with? Johnny Sins. Johnny Sins. I'm, I'm good friends. With, well, I wouldn't say good friends. I, I'm friendly with Johnny Sins. But yeah, he's a very introverted kind of guy. And everyone's like, when I have to tell people that, they're like, he's what? And I'm like, he's just very quiet. He's like, I mean, you wouldn't know anything if he, you didn't know who he was. And uh, so it was with him. I ruined the couch. The lady thought it was sweat. I, I mean, you know which house it is, too. I just can't remember exactly how to explain the house. Um, it was a yellow couch. Yeah. And I definitely ruined the couch. And she was like, oh, you guys covered it in sweat. And I was like. If that's what you want to call it. But was it good? Did he make uh -oh. you come? Yeah, a bunch of times. Of course, it's Johnny. So that was fun, and I did that one, and then I want to say I shot the first, because it was a five-scene contract. I shot all five scenes and then left, and at the time I was living in Atlanta, so I shot all five scenes and took off back to Atlanta. And I got broken up with because I changed my limits. Apparently this whole limit-changing thing really fucks with my relationships. Oh, you just got to find a guy that doesn't isn't worried about your limits discovering anal when was the first you started messing around with anal that was one of those things that like i wasn't totally into and i'm still not like totally into like once again it's a domination thing with me like i'm into it if it's a domination kind of thing but i'm not like into like lovey-dovey like let's stay on my butt like it's just not my thing so is it safe to uh, say you don't have asgasms i've had one one there was one time and that's it 
and what made that one time better than all the others? I have no idea, to be completely honest with you. If I had an answer, I would tell you because I would try it more if that happened that way. But it never happens that way. Okay. Okay. So let's do a scenario here. You have somewhere you have to leave in 10 minutes, but you're super horny and your dude's in the room with you. What do you do? What do you two do to make yourself come within those 10 minutes? Um, you could probably Facebook me and then I have a Hitachi and I'd probably come real fast. Really? So getting yeah, Facebook so like that. Yeah. Are you a good deep throater? I'm not really that great at deep throating unless it's like forced down my throat. But you like that, right? Yeah, it's fun. Ah. So you, would you say you like it a little bit more rough? Yeah, I'm definitely someone who likes it more rough. Slapping, spitting. I don't like spitting. That's the funny part. Like I'm not a spitting person. Degradation? Yeah, to an extent. You're like, do you like being called like a dirty whore? Yeah. What about like some girls like being called like stupid bitches? Yeah, that one never really, I've never really understood yeah. that one. I don't get that one either. I, like, I don't like that. I like, I like calling girls like my little slut or good girls, things like that. But I don't. Yeah, that's, that works for me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not into like you stupid bitch, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that one I don't really get. Or like when they do it for like no good reason, like uh, what is it? Facial abuse. I'll never understand facial abuse. Uh, so you're just basically a submissive girl and you come really easily from clitoral stimulation. Yeah. I'm pretty basic for the yeah. most part. So when you get booked for a scene, is there a specific type of scene that you're like, oh yeah, and you, and you get really excited to shoot it? I like shooting like the bondage stuff. I still like the bondage stuff or like... um. Anything, I really, it's like easy. I like the gonzo stuff, like the easy, let's just wham, bam, thank you, bam. That's more fun too, because it's natural. You don't have to like, um, it, it's a little more organic. Yeah, it's a lot more organic than me thinking things through and everything. Like, I love it when I'm like hanging out with some new dude and he's like, I'm going to do it this way. And I'm like, please don't try and like do it porno style. Like, it's just going to be terrible for everyone involved. <laughs> So what kind of guys do you like? Lately, none of them. There's some pickings out there, man. Well, you are in a little town in Orange County at the moment, right? I know, pretty much. It might have... But I try to meet people, but like, I'm really bad at like online dating and like, I'm really awkward in person and like... If you get horny enough, do you just book a scene? That what? If you get horny enough, do you just book a scene? That would probably be the old way that I did it when I was shooting all the time, but now I'm not shooting so much. So now it's like, okay, so like I've got a list of like three people in my phone book and it's like, yeah, do I really want to call that person? I don't know. Does it come with dinner? Other than that, I'm like, I might as well hang out with myself. Like, I, I don't ditch me. I don't let myself down. <laughs> I don't talk back. I'm like, eh, what, what am I going to do today? Yeah, maybe not that one. I keep pondering opening up a new like Tinder or something and I'm like, do I really want to do that? It is work. I mean, since I'm single, opening using Tinder is just like it's it's so much work, and it's for so little. You get so little out of it. See, that's what I'm at. I'm like, well, I could open up a seeking arrangements again, but I feel like that was a lot more work too. Like, sugar daddies are major work. Oh yeah, they, no one understands that. Like that's a full time job, guys. That is a commitment. Like they pretend to go there, and it's no strings attached, but they need attention and attention. Yeah, well, yeah, they and they're like, "Where are you? What are you doing? Why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing that?" Why can't I hang out with you when you're with your friends? Because you're old, and I'm using you for your bank account. Hey, what's wrong with being old? Nothing. It's just the whole entire factor of the fact that, like, you know. You're a good-looking older man. Like these guys aren't always good-looking. You heard it here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I'm a good-looking older man. <laughs> I'm like, eh, and those guys are like they're really insecure. I mean, it's like getting a submissive dude, and you have to constantly talk to them. Yeah, 
Yeah. I'm reassure them. And you're like, I thought this would be less work. And instead it's more work. Yeah. Every girl I know that did the sugar daddy route, which is like, I'll never do it again. It is so much work. And it's like having kids that are like needy. Um, yeah. It's like worse than having kids. Cause you know, they're a grown adult and they can do their own thing. Yeah. All right. Well, let's jump back over to the sexy stuff. Right. Okay. Do you have anything on your bucket list you haven't done yet, like sexual? I want to have sex in an airplane. Join the Mile High Club. Yeah, I haven't done that yet. I got a hand job and I finger banged a girl on an airplane, but I never had sex on an airplane. I just think that it would be very awkward if, unless it was like a private plane to like, you know, figure it all out inside that little compartment. Yeah, I, me and my, not the ex you're thinking of, but a different ex, um, we you have more than one. <laughs> we were gonna join the Mile High Club, and we went to the back of the plane, and we we're we got into the bathroom, and I was like, I don't want to have sex in here. This is terrible. And then so we just left. Oh goodness. Do you have any regrets? Something you might have done in the industry or sexually where you're like, I wish I wouldn't have done that. See, I don't think it's like a regret, really. But if I had done back in time, I would have told myself not to do the gangbang. Like, if I could go back in time, like, it wasn't my thing. It was too much going on. It made me feel awkward. And, like, it's the only thing, like, that, like, the thing that people say they won't do is Google you when they know that you've been in the industry. But they Google you. It's, like, the first thing they do when they get home. You know they're yeah. going to do it. You're aware yep. they're going to do it. I get it off the table of the get-go. Like, hey, by the way, here's this. It's off the table. And every single time, like, they're like, if I wish I'd never seen that, like, I just look at you differently now. And I'm like, I don't really understand that. I was a willing... For some reason, they think I was, like, held at gunpoint for it. Like, no, I wasn't. Oh. I was a willing participant. I wrote the script. I was all for it. Do I look uncomfortable? Yeah, because about halfway through it, I realized that this is not something I want to do again. But I wanted to try it at the time. Yeah, you gave it a go. But, but I gave it a go. Really interesting. And men need to understand this because a woman is in the sex industry or the adult business, business. Do not assume she's being sex traded. Do not assume she needs your help. Do not assume that she's doing something she doesn't like doing. Want to do. I, I'm not a damsel in distress. I'm not a princess. I don't need saving. It's actually kind of insulting to think that you think that I got into it because for some reason, like, I mean, was my life perfect? No, absolutely not. My mom was crazy. My dad was crazy. And it's all, you know, but I'm, it's not like at any point I was coerced or any of these girls were, I'm sure some of them were, don't get me wrong. Yeah, but generally speaking, most of the people I know were willing participants. And we were all sober because you have to be. You have to be sober in order to sign the to sign the documents. Yeah, to sign the model release, you need to be sober. Like, so I'm always like, eh, when it comes to that, like, eh. no, I don't. At no point was I ever coerced or talked into doing something. I wrote the entire script for that one too, and but that's the only thing I think I would be like, oh, I wouldn't have done that. Interesting. I don't. I've never seen your gangbang. Uh, it's not, I definitely, you can tell that I'm not feeling it about. Hmm. Some people would like that though. So, so let's go the opposite direction. If you would suggest someone to watch a scene you think you did really good in, what should they watch? Um, I mean, it depends on what you're looking for. Anything that I did for kink.com is pretty good. Kink.com. Um, yeah. You want to see someone get cattle prodded in the vagina? I definitely do that in one. Um, anything for twisties, of course, because it's twisties and it's Holly and Tammy and all them, you know, it's twisties. Um, and then browsers. I like all my browser stuff. That's what I would go with. Okay, browsers. And what kind of stuff do you have on your OnlyFans? So my OnlyFans, I have some regular glamour stuff, a little bit of glamour fashion stuff. I have some fetish stuff. I have some like just me at home. I have this weird vacuum fetish following. So there's some vacuuming videos of me like vacuuming. Just vacuuming your living room floor or something? I don't understand. It's just what vacuuming. It? Naked? No, it doesn't have to be naked. They like the yoga pants and stuff. Sometimes it's naked. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes I vacuum my couch and then vacuum myself. Um, you vacuum yourself? Hey, thanks to you introducing me to Reddit. I found out that I am apparently like the like vacuum fetish queen. There's a whole entire cult following. 
Oh my God. Send me the link to the Reddit subreddit. I want to, I want to go check it out. I'm going to have to send it. I have to find it. I'll look for it today. Um, stuff like that. Then I have the bondage. Well, no. So here's the kicker. I'm trying, I may end up switching everything over and it's on my ashtagram.com site to loyal fans because only fans will not allow my bondage anymore. Yeah. You might want to try fansly as well. Okay. Yeah. So like, that's kind of what's on there. Some JOI, dirty talk, customs, stuff like that. Pictures. I mean, do you do dick ratings and stuff as well? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And do you answer yeah. all your DMS? You have a, I answer the ones on the paid one much quicker than the other ones. Okay. Yeah. Then if you guys try and scoot around that and like DM me on like TikTok or Instagram or something, dude, I have like 99 plus messages on TikTok on a daily basis. Like I'm not quite sure how to get them to go away and you might get seen or I just, I might hit the, I read them all button. And then you go into that weird part of the internet that like none of us know about. Okay. <laughs> all right, guys, don't forget to follow her onlyfans.com, the Ash Graham, another OnlyFans, Ashley Graham. TikTok, the Ash Graham, Instagram, the Ash Graham, Twitter, the Ash Graham, Facebook.com, the Ash Graham, and then there's AshleyGraham.com. Um, when are we working together? I don't know. We got to figure that out, buddy. Ah, we got to figure out I what works. I asked about coming up there. I just got to make a plan of it. Yeah, we got to figure out what we're going to shoot, though, that works for both of us, because we have a little yeah, bit different taste. Yeah, and then, taste. I mean, you know, I got to figure out how to get up there and everything, because, you know, I used to have a place to stay, but, you know, I, I, you know. I have an extra bedroom. Oh, do you really know? Yeah. That makes it more convenient. <laughs> so if you come up here and shoot, you could stay here. It's all good. Woohoo! Um, but we'll have to figure out what we could shoot, because we're kind of two different styles. But you said you like face fucking, and I got a a couple fans that are asking me for face fucking videos. So maybe we can okay. do that. Maybe yeah. do something like that. I the only thing that I won't do is ever again unless it's like a custom and it pays really well is foot jobs. Really? Why you don't it's like a foot lot jobs? Of work, man. Yeah. Yeah, your legs get tired. Yeah, it's a lot of work for little benefit. <laughs> yeah. Most of my fans know me, so they're looking for more anal stuff. Like I like yeah. playing with a girl's butt and sticking their butt, anal cream pies, that kind of stuff. Makes sense. Because I got big loads too. So they want to see, I don't know. Most most people are like, hey, how do you get that, those big loads? And, you know, let me see edging, it on- Edging, guys, edging. They're, yeah, edging definitely helps. So they're always like, can you do it on this girl or do it on that girl? And I'm like, um, I don't think Riley Reed really wants to shoot with me. Sorry. I'd love to shoot with her, but, you know, I don't think it's going to so happen. Nice. <laughs> I mean, I did shoot with Kazumi and that was a big scene. Um but yeah, anyway, we we should do something together. Um, we'll figure it out. You have my gonna, number. I have your number. We're going to have a, a battle tonight on TikTok. I hope you win. Me too. I'm dressing up in 80 spandex, like a, a let's get physical. Nice, nice. Yeah. And who are, who are you battling? Some girl named Britta. I have no idea. It's from another agency, so we'll see. I didn't even know I made it to round two until they were like, well, you did such a good job on the video that you got like the Judge's Choice Award. And I'm like, oh, okay. Good job. All right. I'll have to check out what a TikTok battle is. 9 p.m. <laughs> 9 Eastern PM. time. 6 p.m. our time. Oh, that's coming up soon in four hours. All right. Yeah. Well, well, good luck. Thanks for coming on the show. Everyone go follow her on all of her social medias. It'll be on our website, carnaltalk.com. You can click, or you can just go to ashleygram.com and have all the links. Of course, everyone knows to go to my OnlyFans and all of my social medias as well. Maybe soon we can work together and uh, I'll give you a big load. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> all right. Thanks for coming on the show. Hope you enjoyed it and good luck on your battle tonight. Yay, thank you. And that was the fast talking Ashley Graham. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Carnal Talk Pod, Instagram and TikTok, Carnal Talk Podcast. We have a website carnaltalk.com please email me with any constructive criticisms comments questions whatever nelly at 
carnaltalk.com. Don't forget to follow me on OnlyFans and Fansly. Nelly has big loads. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks for your support. I know these episodes have been a little shaky, but each one is getting better, and I appreciate your patience. Until then, I'm glad you got to hear me.